I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is no better group of buds for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to answer some of your gardening quandaries. And the podcast has an international feel this week, because later on I'll be joined by Marcel van Bemd from Florist in Holland, one of the top gerbera plant breeders in the world. My thanks to Thompson & Morgan, sponsors of this podcast. Well, we had some much-needed rain, and I like to water ahead of rain. I did get some of my garden pretty well watered before it uh, rained this week. But if you've uh, got a place that's pretty shaded or you're worried about uh, a plot which is a bit dry, then have a look at our gardening spread in The Sun TV magazine this coming weekend, because we're talking about that subject. And there are plants you you can grow, and there are things that you can do to make... uh, Plots look a little bit more attractive when they're in quite deep shade. Got a very nice picture too from Cable Manor College of their fairy woodland walk. You know, this fairy thing is really taking off and the kids were having a great time. So uh, if you want to have a look at that, just uh, buy the paper on Saturday. At uh, Gardener's World Live, I was interested to hear from uh, Paul of Brookfield Nurseries that he found showing the miniature hostas much easier because they produce lots of leaves and if a sneaky slug comes in and eats a hole or two, you could take one leaf off without it being missed. On the bigger plants, of course, sorry, bigger varieties, uh, if you have one leaf that is badly eaten and you take it off, well, with fewer big leaves, it leaves a bit of a gap. And it's quite interesting the way that... uh, Breeders go for things which are bigger and bigger and bigger and then they get to a point which is so large that they suddenly reverse and pay attention to little things. Later on in the programme we'll be speaking to Marcel. Much the same has happened with Gerbera. They grew bigger and bigger and bigger and now there's a fascination for little tiny plants. I was interested too to hear about a new double-petalled sunflower uh, which will come into the cut flower trade fairly soon called Provence. Uh, It's come from the same stable as Sunrich which is one of our most popular cut flower sunflowers so it'll be very interesting to see what happens to that. I also saw a foxglove grows about 18 inches to two feet tall but is multi-branching. You sow the seed uh, late autumn or even early spring It, it flowers the same year and goodness it looks as if it isn't half going to flower It'll be 2019, I think, before we uh, see that on sale. And with a bit of luck, I'll be able to trial it next year and speak from first-hand experience. But what about today? What do we need to do? Well, with all that very hot, dry weather, if you've got recently planted trees, 
we need to try and get some moisture down to the root. And a good way to do that is to get a thick polythene bag, tie the top to the trunk of the tree, make a pin prick in the corner of the bag that's right up against the trunk where it goes down into the soil, and then fill the bag with water. The water drips from that pin prick hole, hits the trunk, and then actually runs down the root and penetrates really deep in the soil. That's where you need to get the moisture. There's no point putting a can or two on the top. doesn't get down. But that drip system could save the life of lots of trees. Uh, I'm particularly worried about one or two recently planted trees down my street. And so in the evening I go out and uh, make sure they get a drop or two of extra water. There's plenty else to do. If you run a hoe through the soil with those hot temperatures, then the weeds are killed in a minute. And you certainly want to make sure that any moisture there is about goes to your plants rather than to the weeds. So do please keep uh, the hoe moving down the rows of vegetables and that kind of thing. Dahlias are growing very fast and they of course need some support, particularly the taller kinds for cut flower. So get one or two stakes or stout canes in position and just loop a string round them so that they've got that support right from the beginning. If they're in flower borders and you do that now, the support will be hidden by the leaves, uh, so it won't uh, distort the appearance in any way. But a tie in time saves nine, I promise you. So often, I've just thought, well, I'll leave that tying job for until tomorrow, and then overnight there's a strong wind and over it goes, and I curse myself for not doing the job at the right time. So, yes, don't do that, whatever you do. <laughs> Well, I think I'm quite privileged today to introduce you to one of the world's leading specialists in the growing of gerbera, Marcel van Vemde. Now, Marcel, how are you today? I am uh, absolutely perfect. I just landed uh, in, in England at Birmingham and drove down to uh, Stonely Park for the HDA exhibition for uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. And we had a pretty good day last Friday when I was uh, on the nursery in Alsmere. Now, could you set the scene for my listeners? Who are Florist and what do they do? Um, Florist is a company specialised in the, in the breeding, selection and multiplication of gerberas. That means that uh, we are trying to, uh, to breed new varieties, which we are then uh, going to multiplicate and sell to our growers uh, around the world. We are doing that for uh, a little bit over 40 years and exporting our material to uh, 120 countries uh, nowadays around the world. Uh, 170 countries? 120. What a, sm 120 what a small world, Marcel. Eh? Yeah, 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 correct. Can you give us any idea of numbers at all? Or? Um, numbers in the sense, um, if you look at, uh, I, I don't say, uh, uh, let's say, very detailed numbers. What I would like to say is that... Uh, in the Jabra world, uh, which is quite a specialized world, we are uh, by far the biggest uh, supplier of young plants with a market share of about 70% uh, around the world. So if somebody nips into a garden centre and buys a bunch of Jabra, chances are they pass through your company's hands. Well over 70% chance that they are from us. Now let's talk a bit about the different types. A lot of them are grown under glass as cut flowers, aren't they? Can you give me an indication of proportions? I mean, we've got cut flowers under glass. We've got those grown as pot plants. So cut flowers uh, is uh, all on the glass. There's not any 
cut flowers produced uh, are on the shade net or in the complete open. It's one of the top five uh, uh, most sold cut flower lines around the world, so it is quite a popular flower. And uh, you have them in as well uh, standard gerberas, which I think everybody knows the, the, the around 12 centimeter big flowers. But very popular for the last uh, 10 years uh, to be used in the mixed bouquets mainly is uh, the mini gerberas, which also go a lot to the UK. And these are about seven, eight centimeters in diameter. So we're talking about the flower size there. Yeah, uh, just the flower size. You, you, you gave me some of those little mini flowers. Uh, yeah. and, I, and with great care I brought them home on the plane and they've just been okay. given to a young lady here in the office and she's absolutely charmed with them. Some of them have a dark centre, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. That's what the, it's called. The new line is called the Piccolinis. Uh, again, uh, trying to uh, make a link with the size of the flowers, which are even smaller. And uh, yeah, they're, they're quite pretty. And uh, what we see is that people uh, yeah, just find them cute and like them. And uh, it's taking off also nicely. So of course, as a breeder, you also, uh, besides the big lines you have, you try to introduce uh, some, some niches, some novelties. So we're trying that as well. And Piccolini is one example of that. Well, you've certainly done that, I think, as far as I'm concerned. And then you've got pot ones, uh, the small yeah. pot plant gerbera, which again are grown under glass, presumably. Yeah, if you look at uh, the pot plants, there are a few different types, but uh, the indoor pot gerbera, which I think uh, a lot of people know because it's also one of the top five uh, commodity lines in supermarkets, it's a big, big article. It's uh, really in the hundreds of millions of plants uh, sold every year around the world. It's a very nice uh, product because it brings uh, instant joy into your room. Hundreds of millions, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's enormous numbers, it's enormous numbers. And uh, especially in the U.S., it is, it's a, such a big article. Uh, but also in Europe, they're doing well. So that then brings me to the garden gerbera, which yeah. is the one I really like. You started me off, must be, what, seven or ten years ago, growing the smaller flowered garvinia, and we had school children growing them. Yeah. Now, the story goes uh, uh, back uh, over 20 years ago when we said, uh, as gerbera breeder, yeah, it's nice what we're doing for indoors, but is it possible for us to develop something uh, for, for outdoors? Because that's, it's a very big market, uh, big opportunities, and nothing really exists uh, out of the Jebra species for that. So we started to collect with so-called uh, plant hunters, uh, botanical species uh, all around the world, and uh, we started breeding. And after uh, about 15 years of breeding in 2009, we've introduced uh, for the first time uh, the product Gavinia. We gave it a special uh, brand name. Uh, we started in 2009 with introducing these in the market. And I think, um, technically speaking, it's, it's a unique product. The only difficulty, or maybe the, the biggest difficulty we see, is that for people to understand that this is, uh, it looks like a gerbera, but it's a complete different um, uh, genetics. And you can use it for outdoors. It's, it's a big challenge to change the perception of people on such a product. Well, we've worked together a bit on that, but, yeah. but, but, but I think once we will start to grow them, I mean, I've cut more than 60 flowers from one plant in a really yeah. good container, well looked after. If you go to, to the supermarket and buy a bunch of uh, gerbera, you know, having one or two pots on the back doorstep, uh, which provides you with a bunch of two of flowers every fortnight, it's pretty good value, isn't it? Very much. And uh, how many plants do you know, Peter? And you're a, you're a very big expert, as everybody knows. How many perennial plants do you know that start to flower in April and continue to, to flower till the first frost, non-stop, continuously? <laughs> and you mentioned 60 flowers. 
I know people, of course, under ideal conditions that even achieve more flowers than that. And uh, yeah, that is pretty amazing. And um, uh, if you look in the garden, to have uh, in every time of the year such a such a color uh, being present, that is that is quite unique. I uh, I think there is not so many products like that. You've also got a very large flowered variety that we can grow on um, patios. Yeah, within the Gavinia lines, what we uh, when we introduced them in 2009, um, yeah, I think that is uh, with with every breeder. Uh, you see those products as your as your babies, as your kids, and you think they are amazing, and uh, you uh, imagine that the whole world is is waiting for such a product. Um, but as I said, it is not so easy to change the perception of people. So we had um, yeah, quite a lot of work done, and in there, Peter, you also uh, uh, helped us a lot and gave a lot of inputs by informing people with uh, the school project uh, we did together in there by also training the kids not only to use plants, but also to, uh, to like them and to see what they can do. But in, in time to come, we also realize that we have a, a, a better possibility to explain people uh, what the product is if they are also becoming more visually attractive. So we started to breed uh, for bigger flowers in the Gavinias and with stronger colors. And that's why we developed the Sweet Series uh, three years ago. And we see that that is now taking off uh, in a very nice way because it is visually attractive and people take it away from the garden centre much more easy because they already like the product when they see it. Well, the Birmingham Parks people had a tremendous show of them at the Gardener's World Live exhibition in Birmingham recently. I mean, the colours were just outstanding. You have the very strong colours, and of course in other plants you also sometimes have a nice colour, but not such such a nice range, and I think that's also one of the nice aspects of the Cavinia. But you uh, also have a, a large flowered kind for patio pots. I'm thinking of varieties like Grand Canyon. Yeah. Now, what what do you call those? They, they would we be. We call those uh, patio gerberas. But Peter, these are um, uh, in fact when we started with them, these are selections out of our cut flower assortment. So we, in our selection of cut flower varieties, we selected plants that were more compact and bringing more flowers at the same time. So they are splendid, giving a fantastic performance uh, in the garden. But you have to realize it's really a patio plant because they are a bit more sensitive compared to the Gavinia. They're not hardy, and uh, you have to take care for them and protect them from uh, from strong wind and strong rain because they are just a bit more sensitive. But they make such an impression on your uh, on your uh, veranda or patio or on your terrace. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Well, when I was watching the BBC Two TV programme from Gardeners World Live, I was interested to see that they actually opened the programme titles with a close-up of that picture of Grand Canyon, a pinkish variety with what I call a rayonet centre, a sort of rounded centre. I mean, it looked Mm -hmm. absolutely stunning. It's really a nice product, and everywhere where we bring some plants, and I also have some plants again here at the HTA, you will see the, the people, how many pictures they take of such plants. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it seems like an eye-opener for a lot of people. They don't imagine this is possible to put outside. And then you have another story, which uh, I was surprised to hear about. The, the gerbera flowers are very good at cleaning the air. I mean, there was work, uh, there was work done in the States, wasn't there, with uh, satellite travel? With things. Yeah, maybe I can correct you a small bit, if I may, Peter, but uh, it is actually the plant doing it, not the flower, but the plant doing it. The, let's say the leaves, that is the fabric of the plant, and these are indeed cleaning the air. And this is a research done by NASA in uh, 98, in which they are uh, uh, most probably for, for space requirements uh, for future, 
checking on which plants are uh, are purifying the air. Mostly the formal leaves which are which are in the air are there plants who can clean them. And they did some research and they found out uh, several types of plants are doing it, mostly green plants. But there is one flowering plant in the list, and that's the gerbera. And um, yeah, it was. I don't say neglected, but we didn't do a lot with it till two years ago. Um, maybe also because of the public opinion and all the trends which are happening at the moment. But we've uh, uh, redone all the research uh, with the university in, in Holland, in the University of Leiden, to test in which way indeed the gerbera uh, is, is purifying the air. And it is found out that uh, there are two green plants which are purifying the air better, but of all the flowering plants, it is by far the best purifying plant that is available at the moment and we think it is the right time to uh, to uh, spread out that message and to uh, to tell to people uh, and but also to retailers and, and to all people in in the whole channel what a beautiful product not only by looking at it because emotionally of course a flowering plant is also bringing you something but besides that uh, besides the fact that it's beautiful it's also purifying the air and and i think that is unique and and we are going to uh, to start uh, making campaigns to inform um, as many people as we can on this unique aspect of this Jabra pop plant. Marcel, every strength to your elbow. What a wonderful job, eh? Breeding and introducing and selling in great numbers plants which are beautiful to look at and actually clean the air we breathe. Just casting my eye down the calendar... I see it's the Hampton Court Palace Flower Show on the 4th of July. That's usually a pretty good uh, show for the family. Got plenty of space there and you can drive and park as long as you can make the traffic from the M25. And so that should be a pretty good show. There's the uh, Norfolk County Show too, just for the last day. For those of you who don't want to make the trek to Hampton Court. I was interested to hear that uh, Harry Dobson the late Harry Dobson, I should say. He's the fellow who did the TV programme on uh, the Victorian kitchen garden. It was immensely popular. He showed a whole year of how things used to be grown in those fabulous wall gardens in Victorian times. Well, you know, he's been dead for 14 years and they've just found his ashes in the shed at the Victorian garden. How sad is that? except that uh, I understand from Jim Buttress uh, that Harry would have been happy enough. He spent so many years in that shed, he would have been amused to think that his ashes also stayed there for about 14 years, and they are at last going to give him a proper uh, burial. I remember Harry very well. What a charming old fellow he was. Yeah, boy, he could grow stuff. Rest in peace, Harry in your wall garden. Thanks again to our sponsors, Thompson and Morgan. And thanks to you for listening. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 